Welcome to Fantasy or Reality, the GPP. Whatever road you took to get here doesn't matter. What matters is you're here. My hope is that we all can help one another in this journey. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 12. I'm Steve, I am your host. My last day to bet was 5-2-21. Sorry I missed you again last week. I um, definitely need to be more consistent. I think it's just last week, I was just having a bit of a tough week, but honestly, those are the weeks I probably should come on here more often and kind of talk about it. Just, you know, difficulties up and down. Um, Not so much with recovery, but, you know, just like I've talked about in previous episodes, sometimes it's just tough dealing with the impacts you've had uh, on, on your family and whatnot, and my wife, and how that affects her and affects me. And most of the time, you know, I can, I, I can deal with it. You know, it's just one of these things I, I have to accept. You know, my my gambling, my negative behaviors brought the feelings that she has, and she has every right to feel them. And uh, there were just a few tough days last week. Uh, we had a great weekend. We painted a. Uh, room for an office for her to start doing her schooling. She's going to school to become a, uh, a therapist, hopefully one day, just like, um, we both have gotten a lot of help from, and I'm going to start doing my podcast down there probably next week. But anyways, um, so yeah, this has been a, a better week. The week started off great. Um, I had, Two great meetings on Monday and Tuesday with two of my groups that I'm a part of. Um, I'll talk about that somewhat and then kind of got some bad news about someone I've never met, but someone who's a member of one of the local GA groups around here from what I understand. And uh, I'll get into that in a little bit. But I just want to start off, I guess, talking about the fact that I live in New York. I live in upstate New York by Saratoga Springs. And I'm not sure if in other states, if sports betting became legal or not, but I know in New York state, they basically legalized sports betting, gambling. And it's just been a barrage of uh, advertisements, constant advertisements. I'm seeing it on YouTube, on Facebook, on billboards, everywhere. Um, Literally, I, I left work the other day, and there was a FanDuel Sportsbook uh, billboard. I mean, it's it's everywhere. And thankfully, these kind of things don't trigger me, but I'm sure it will trigger someone. And uh, I, I don't know. I just see this, this wave coming. I know I've talked about this in previous episodes, but I'm sure there's just going to be a whole new wave of gambling addiction and issues in New York state and wherever else this becomes legal. Um, and I guess what bothers me the most about it, well, I don't want to say the most, but you know, say like on Facebook, I get advertised to this probably because I listen to a lot of gambling addiction podcasts and look up a lot of gambling addiction, uh, information and whatnot. So maybe Google or Facebook, they can't differentiate the difference between, you know, someone who's in recovery and someone who's actively gambling. But, um, you know, I will click on the thing to say, I don't want to be shown this anymore. 
uh, it's sensitive information and it will say this post will never be shown to you again. And then the next time I log on to say Facebook, I'm advertised the same thing from whatever it is, Caesars, Bed Rivers, FanDuel, DraftKings. Um, and obviously if you've listened to this, you know that DraftKings was my main uh, source of, of betting. Um, it was daily fantasy sports for me, but I can guarantee you 100% that if I was still gambling right now, I would be doing sports betting on top of that just because it was there and accessible. It's kind of scary how much it's being pushed on people. I know we all, it comes down to personal responsibility, I guess, but people with addiction issues and compulsive compulsion issues, uh, it's just going to be a problem. Um, so yeah, so I, uh, I've come across this before, um, and it was shared again in another group that I'm part of. And it's just a, I guess it's a poem or whatever it is, but it's just something I'd like to read because it, it really has an impact on gambling addiction, my recovery, and what I was just talking about earlier about something that's happened uh, recently around here. So this is a poem called I Am Addiction. I start in small, subtle ways, promising many things. I promise you enjoyment and pleasure beyond your wildest dreams. I deliver guilt and despair more horrible than your worst nightmare. I promise you power and courage, but I give you feelings of powerlessness and hopelessness. I will force you to live in fear always. I promise you relief and escape from all your daily problems. I create for you greater problems than you have ever imagined. I promise you many friends. I allow you only isolation. I promise happiness. I create much sorrow. I will steal from you your dignity, your families, your friends, your children, your homes, your demons, your spirit, and your life. For love, freedom, and happiness are impossible to find in my presence. So never underestimate me. I am devious and manipulating. I have no preferences as to who I pick as my victim, rich or poor, young or old, black, white, yellow, or red. I have killed men, women, and children. I have no conscience. So if you have met me, Always be aware, if you think you can beat me, that I will be gone from your life and all will go well again. Never forget that I will always be there waiting in the dark shadows just around the corner. I am very patient and I will laugh in your face if I can lure you into my evil world of hell on earth once again. This was a poem. Uh, it was published by an anonymous author. And I've seen this several times in gambling addiction recovery, and I know I've seen it before, similar things in the past. I'm addiction. And that perfectly explains addiction, especially gambling addiction. Uh, I really resonate with, I promise you enjoyment and pleasure beyond your wildest dreams and deliver guilt and despair more horrible than your worst nightmare. You know, at first you think you're going to have fun playing, you know, little daily fantasy sports or because I was used to playing fantasy sports and you have this fantasy that you're going to win all this money and your wildest dreams will come true. And all it did was deliver crushing guilt and despair more horrible than your worst nightmare. 
uh, yeah, the guilt and despair. I absolutely resonate with that. I promise you happiness and I create much sorrow. Of course, I promise you many friends. I allow only isolation. I felt so isolated when I was in my gambling. And yeah, never underestimate me. I am devious and manipulating. I have no preference as to who I pick as my victim. I have killed men, women, and children. I have no conscience. I mean, I guess I can, you know, I can relate this to my previous uh, addictions in the past where I thought I was past it. I thought I had moved on past it. Um, and even though I've been clean since 2009, I haven't touched a drug since then. Uh, I thought I was past addiction or whatever. I did a recovery program for about a year and, and moved on. And uh, it ended up obviously coming back in the form of gambling uh, many years later. Um, and even though I'm in recovery now and I take it very seriously and I'm coming up on nine months and I don't ever plan to stop doing meetings and being involved in this community, it's uh, not something to play around with. So I listened to an interview recently on The Bad Free Life. There were uh, three women on there from the National, uh, I'm sorry, not National, New York Council on Problem Gambling. Um, I believe actually one of them was the person that my wife first spoke with when um when we first contacted them and that's how we ended up finding our therapist was through them. And, um, one of the stats that they were talking about was that one in five, uh, compulsive gamblers or people with gambling addiction will attempt or complete suicide. So I'm not going to say anyone's name cause it's not, uh, I just don't think it's right. Uh, I never met this man but he was part of a local group. I'm part of a few recovery groups and chat groups. Now, when I first came into recovery, the first thing I did, aside from listening to podcasts like I've talked about, was go to my local GA meetings. I haven't been there in a while because with my schedule and the way I work, a lot of times I can't make it. So it's easier for me to do my Zoom meetings. I can do one to three or whatever I can do. Normally I do at least Monday and Tuesday every week. It's tough for me to make it to in-person. I would like to make it to in-person, but at this time, what's best for me is the Zoom meetings. But anyway, so I started going to my local GA group at first, and we have a chat group that is associated with it. And just the other day, uh, one of the members of that group ended up putting a message in there saying, please pray today for one of our brothers. He took his own life due to this insidious disease. He leaves behind three teenaged boys there, but for the grace of God. Now, even though I didn't know this man, just knowing that this disease is so serious that, you know, I, I don't know if he had been clean for a while or what he was battling with, but 
and you hear these statistics, one in five will attempt or complete suicide. I've heard people talk about it. I've heard people talk about the ideation, but I, this is, I guess, my first experience in recovery of just hearing about someone in a local area that took their own life due to this gambling addiction. And it's, it's, I don't know, it's difficult to, you know, I, this is no pity party. I didn't, I, I didn't know him, but I feel for him and for his family. You know, I, even though I didn't know him, I'm sure his story is similar to the many people I do know and people I have met. And just knowing that this was a man from around here, somewhere in this area. And now there's a family and children and teenage kids that now don't have their father anymore because of this addiction. And that's why I think it's so important to take recovery seriously, deal with the ups and downs, the days that are not good, the days that are, are hard to deal with. Um, like I said, we had, you know, some ups and downs over the last few weeks. Things are good now with my wife and I this week, but last week was rough. Christmas week was rough. Um, just from dealing with the stuff that came along with the addiction. Um, it's like a, it's a roller coaster, basically, you know, the ups and the downs, but learning to live in those down moments and being okay with it. And even if you don't feel okay, reaching out to someone or, or going to a meeting or being part of a, the chat groups or whatever, but some people like this man, just for whatever reason, he just couldn't, whatever happened to me, I'm not going to speculate, but it got so bad that he thought his only option was to take his life. And it's, it's just a serious thing that we all need to be aware and cognizant of. You know, I can say I never had any suicidal ideations, but there were plenty of times where I felt so low, lower than I think I had ever felt before, worse than I'd ever felt about myself. And I can't say that in if it had kept going that it wouldn't have gotten worse and worse. I don't know where my mindset would have brought me to if I had lost all of our money or if I lost our home. I have no idea how I would have felt. Um, I just... I. I know the depths that this can bring you to this addiction. Even if you think, you know, you've got it. Like I thought I did with my, uh, drug addictions and I stopped going, you know, I was lucky that I only relapsed with, uh, gambling. Um, and I was fortunate that my wife caught on to it when she did that. It didn't go on for, you know, years and years and years and decades and decades um because there are many stories where that happens where it goes on for decades it's tough man this disease is tough sickness whatever you want to call it i sometimes go back and forth with the disease idea i yeah so i pray for this man i pray for his kids 
I, I hope they're going to be okay. I know this is, I'm sure, a very, very tough time for them. And, um, you know, we just need to be aware and stay cognizant of the fact that if you have uh, a gambling addiction or if you're in addiction or if you're in recovery for it, then, you know, we can have fun. We can live our life. We do. We need to live our life. We cannot be always serious, but we just have to be aware that that this happens. This can happen. One in five attempt or complete suicide. It's the highest rate out of any addiction. So I pray for him. I pray for his family. Um, anyway, so... Yeah. So anyways, yo, so my last few weeks, like I said, I've been up and down. Good and bad. It's kind of like a... I chaired a meeting on um, this past Tuesday, and that was my topic. Let's talk about today, how you feel today, the ups and downs, the good and bad. You know, there are good days, there are bad days in recovery, up days and down days. Um, like I said, the first few days were, were good. You know, my wife and I, we we uh, set this room up, I um, spackled and painted, and we set it up, and we got our new computer set up, and you know, we, the kids stayed at my, at my mom's house. Um, and it was really a good weekend for us. Um, just spending time together. I think that's something important you have to do really in any relationship. You have to spend time with just you and your wife or your husband or spouse or whatever. Um, and it's been a good week. Um, there have been some other tough things that unfortunately my wife has been dealing with but I think she has a great perspective on it. I know it hasn't been easy for her. I'm not going to go into specifics, but I can really tell through the conversations we've had, um, how she's been dealing with it, how we've been talking about some issues with some friends of hers that, that therapy and recovery has really helped in other areas and aspects of our life. Um, it helps with mindset. It helps with not listening to what others have to say and taking that in as truth and realizing that you are a good person. You don't deserve this. You don't deserve to be treated this way or spoken to this way. Um, but also not reacting in a negative way. Like, I feel like before all of this, you know, for both of us, if someone had said, said or done something negatively, or your first idea is, is to spew the hatred back, spew the, um, the negativity back. And that's not what she did. And, you know, I, that's not what I'm going to do. Um, we just, I'm just there to, I want to support her. Um, but um, therapy and recovery, it works. You know, it doesn't have to become your full life. Your only thing you do in life. There has to be balance in everything. Um, I, you know, we're still figuring it out. Some weeks are more recovery oriented. Some weeks there's nothing. Um, but it's just being aware that we just need to, you know, take time for ourselves, but also stay involved in our respective groups. You know, my wife is downstairs right now on her Gaminon meeting. Uh, I believe she's going to be doing another 
interview with Christina and uh, on the Broke Girl Society and a few other things. She's very highly involved. She's started her schooling for um, mental health counseling, and I'm very proud of her and what she's doing. And I'm going to continue with my meetings and doing my podcast and staying involved um, and just trying to spread a message of hope that there is hope you can change. Um, I've been deep in the depths of addictions. You know, my gambling addiction was, was very difficult and very deep. Um, and I've been bet free for close to nine months. I had some horrible drug addictions and I've been clean for, you know, this will be 13 years in July. So it can be done as long as you want to put the work in you go to recovery whatever that is it doesn't have to be in-person ga meetings or na meetings there's plenty of zoom groups there's there's plenty that we can do but we need to stay active and if you are someone that has relapsed or if you do relapse it's tough but you need to be open with at least the start off with the people in your group and your GA group that you've relapsed. We've had several people that have come in and said that they've relapsed and that's how you get ahead of it. That's being, being open about it because you don't want to be that one in five. Um, so there's a song that really makes me think about what it's like to be in addiction. A lot of people have a hard time understanding addiction. And if you've never experienced addiction, sometimes it's hard to understand it. And the, the mindset that someone is in during addiction or while they're in active addiction. And even though this artist has a funny name, uh, the song is really, a, I think it really depicts it perfectly. It's called Save Me by an artist called Jelly Roll. I mean, I'm sure some of you have heard it because it's you know, looking on YouTube. It's got like 92 million views. Um, it's a good song. So I guess I'll close this episode out by going over this song. Um, yeah, so it's called Save Me. Somebody save me, me from myself. I spent so long living in hell. They say my lifestyle is bad for my health. It's the only thing that seems to help. All of this drinking and smoking is hopeless, but feel like it's all that I need. Something inside of me is broken. I hold on to anything that sets me free. I'm a lost cause. Baby, don't waste your time on me. I'm so damaged beyond repair. Life has shattered my hopes and my dreams. 
I'm a lost cause. Baby, don't waste your time on me. I'm so damaged beyond repair. Life has shattered my hopes and my dreams. What if the night sky was missing the moon? There were no shooting stars to use wishing on you. And all of my sorrows, I just washed them down. It's the only peace I've ever found. All of this drinking and smoking is hopeless, but feel like it's all that I need. Something inside of me is broken. I hold on to anything that sets me free. I'm a lost cause. Baby, don't waste your time on me. I'm so damaged beyond repair. Life has shattered my hopes and my dreams. I'm a lost cause. Baby, don't waste your time on me. I'm so damaged beyond repair. Life has shattered my hopes and my dreams. Yeah, sorry, I know that wasn't the best vocal rendition. Yeah, I guess this is just a tough one to get through. Um, I don't feel this way anymore. Um, I, I know I'm a good person. I know I'm a good partner. I'm a good husband. I'm a good father. I just fell into an addiction and uh, that's why I'm in recovery for a gambling addiction. But this really, really resonates because this is how I felt when I was in active addiction. I couldn't stop. I could not figure out a way to stop. So the, the chorus, I'm a lost cause, baby, don't waste your time on me. I'm so damaged beyond repair. Life has shattered my hopes and my dreams. That literally sums it up. I mean, I didn't want my wife to leave me, but I did not feel like I was a worthy husband, a worthy father, a worthy anything while I was in active addiction. And, you know, all of this drinking and smoking is hopeless, but feel like it's all that I need. You know, you can just relate that to gambling. All of this gambling is hopeless, but feel like it's all that I need. Something inside of me is broken. I hold on to anything that sets me free. They say my lifestyle's bad for my health. It's the only thing that seems to help. Yeah, man. When you're in it, it feels like the only thing that's going to get you out of it. And it's a crazy thought. Uh, feeling like, you know, you're losing all this money, thousands of dollars, and you think that the only way to fix it is to keep gambling. It's crazy. But addiction's crazy. but you can get better. I'm working there slowly. 
I feel good about who I am today. I've accepted who I am today. I love who I am today. And as much as I wish I did not lie and hurt my wife and lose the money I did, I'm, I couldn't be happier with the direction that both of our lives and my our family's life is going. But it is still tough to deal with the fallout of some of the behaviors that I, I did during my gambling. You know, I know what my wife has the hardest time with is is the trust because there was so much lying that came along with the gambling. But we work on it one day at a time. And we'll continue to work on it one day at a time. So if you're someone who's having a problem, you need help, you need to reach out. You can reach out to me. You can reach out to anyone who does any one of these podcasts. Call your local council. Um, and if you feel like you're having a problem with your mental health, you're having thoughts of suicide, please call the national hotline number 1-800-273-8255. Be good to yourselves. Here's where to get help. You can call or text 1-800-522-4700. That's the National Council on Problem Gambling. Or you could call 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537. This is where I found um, the link to my therapist through my local counselor. And then also, we cannot forget our affected others. My wife goes to Gaminon every week and it's been a huge help to her. So anyone in your life who you feel like needs help or you've affected through your gambling, you can go to gamanon.org, G-A-M-A-N-O-N.org. The number is 718-352-1671.